Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. Five o'clock straight up on a Wednesday afternoon. It is time. For what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. That's the 90 minutes from wherever you are. On her birthday eve, take it away, pretty somebody. <laughs> Thanks, Christopher. All right, what was so- that sound? It sounded like Mork and Mindy. That's, <laughs> that's a like reference. Wanna, that's, that's a reference I, nobody got. No, I got it. You got nanu, it. Nanu, Nanu. Yeah. yeah. But not the girls. The way right? um, I just said Nanu, Nanu. I did. I, okay. I know it. I know it, Chris. We don't have to all yell. Why are you, are you all jacked up today Usually on sauce? I'm the yeller around yeah. here. It's true. I, got, I didn't even talk. I got a shot of, what did it, PCP or something? Not, not PCP. PCP. <laughs> not P- <laughs> we didn't get a shot of PCP. <laughs> what was it? What was it, Cam? It was a P90X. A P- okay. No. The same thing. What is it called? Something plus? What? NAD plus. NAD. Yeah. NAD. Right, I'm going to go in the other room while you guys hit a dame and what you need to know because I got to work on LAFC. LAFC coming up at 7 o'clock. LAFC. It's, uh, <laughs> that was amazing. In stereo. Against Tigres for the Compadre wow. Cup. Wow. No. That's a big deal. Compadre Cup tonight. Campeones. Campeones. The Compadre Cup. Not Compadre Cup. Campeones Cup. At BMO Stadium tonight. Your Mexican side is not popping. I thought it was the Compadre Cup. Laura doesn't even like soccer <sighs> it's right. the compadre cup no scared? it's not the compadre cup <laughs> campeones it's el campeones <laughs> take it away baby thanks Christopher alright so Dame Lillard <laughs> the Dame days in Portland are gone and Dame's got some things to say about it but you know he's not your typical guy he's also um, an aspiring rapper yeah. and so of course his response was to make you know drop drop a new fresh track and uh, it's kind of like a goodbye to Portland. So here's a little clip of it. This is your what you need to know. I could never be replaced there no sooner than later. An arrow pointed at who assumed it was greater. Amazing what I get in return for this labor. I continue leaving trails but won't be for the blazers. To the fans, man, I love you. It's unconditional. Reasons for me leaving the city's nothing typical. So it's imperative not to believe the narrative. Just know that what I left is better than what I inherited. I leave at peace because I know in the end that this is business. Hope you remember all the things you got to sit and witness. In the future, man, I hope we greet with hugs and kisses. But you should know that they the ones who chose another mission. Hugs and uh, kisses. That's called uh, farewell. That's uh, his farewell to Portland. Uh, so that's what you need to know. I wonder how long he's been working on that. Uh, probably. Probably for months. Yeah. Probably right, since like, that day we saw him in the bar and uh, my when he was playing "Welcome to Miami" in the background. Remember yeah, that? I remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I bet no, you since I then. I mean, at least he did get to play with Giannis because could you imagine if it was Giannis wasn't there and he was going to Milwaukee? That's and he wanted difference. to go to Miami yeah. instead. <laughs> oh my God! At least now it's like, well, I still get to play. I mean, I don't get to go to Miami, but I get to go play with Giannis. That's pretty awesome. So. Let me ask you guys a quick a question about that rap that we just heard. Yeah. From uh, Damian. How Lillard. bad it was? Well, let me ask you: Was it really terrible? It's not terrible, but it's. I don't think he, it's great. He's, he's not. 
an actual Rapper. performer. Really good yeah, for yeah, an yeah. NBA player. Right. He's good for an NBA player. Correct. That yeah, I mean, for, for someone who is not a like touring, award-winning, multi-platinum performing, you know, sort of rapper guy. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't think it was that bad, but Laura's saying how bad it is. I mean, is it really that hard? Well, Laura, I think, is comp- comparing it to, like, an artist. Though. Yeah, like, that bar is low, bro. I mean, Lindsay and I, she was talking about how she likes Shaq. I'm like, yeah, but he's funny. Like, my yeah, good, Sha- but Sha- I like Shaq's raps yeah. because they're entertaining. Yeah. They're funny. Good yeah. songs. Shaq is generally the best NBA rapper of all time. I would oh, agree. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah, I would agree. Dame's I mean, got big on, shoes to I just fill. want to say, don't, ha- don't hate on Dame. We're not hating. Not it's just, hating. you know, it's, it's all right. Dame Dalla. It's a critique, Cappy. It's all right. Dame yeah. Dollar. Don't Sorry. hate. All right. Celebrate. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right. It is time for another edition of NBA Insider and Outsider. Mm-hmm. Laura, hit the music. All right, Cappy, fire away. Whatever you want. All right. Let me let me go through this trade with you, okay? Yeah. So, Portland trades Dame to Milwaukee. Milwaukee. And I, by the way, I love the the trade in this regard. Mm-hmm. When you're a big superstar in the NBA, yeah. more often than not, especially if you're being pushy about where you want to go, yeah. you want to go to New York maybe, L.A., Miami, maybe Golden State. I mean, you, you kind of look for the places you want to be. Yeah. Milwaukee's not exactly you know, On that list, the usually, most desirable no. yeah. cities in America, although agree. from what I understand, it's a great place. It's a beautiful but, little town. Okay. So Lillard goes to Milwaukee. My first question to the insider from the outsider would be this. Yeah. Is Giannis going to be happy or is Giannis going to start making additional threats? Does this move make your superstar happy? For now, I would say once you've made a threat and you've now made a second threat and they have coalesced, right? They have uh, they, they've, they've come to a, a place where they feel like they can, you know, be together, right? I think that they're okay for now. But clearly that relationship is one of those things where he's going to keep pushing the envelope. And I don't blame him, right? He wants to keep winning. But let's not get it twisted. Like, everyone, like, I I was talking about this with Mason in Ireland. I don't know if you were on yet. But it's like this notion that Giannis is like, oh, Giannis, he's so sweet with these dad jokes and all that stuff. And, yes, that is part of his personality. But behind the scenes in the boardroom, he's clearly a killer. Like, he's telling yo, you got to do this. And not only that, it gets out, and the most recent one, to your point, was made in GQ magazine. So it wasn't mm-hmm. even in the boardroom anymore. It was out in the open. Yeah. Whereas the the Drew Holiday version of it, it was stuff that was reported. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, before the Holiday trade, Malik Andrews at the time was covering the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm-hmm. And she wrote a story about how someone in Giannis's camp had talked to her that if they didn't take it more seriously, I'm paraphrasing now, um their quest for a championship that maybe Giannis would want to go to Miami in free agency or whatever, this, that, and the other, uh, because his agent also represents Bam Adebayo and all that stuff. And then Malika, the story comes out, drops. I guess he read it before the press conference or whatever game they were playing in. She asks a question about the game he just played in. He just got up and walked off. Mm-hmm. Like So, again, he's going to keep doing this, Cappy, until he doesn't get his way. And I think eventually, if the Bucks are just have run out of assets and they can't do anymore, then he'll just go somewhere else eventually. All right, outsider, insider. So I'm asking you about Giannis. Is Giannis going to be happy? 
I mean, he's Dame? happy right now, yes. Okay, but how about Dame? I mean, you're happy probably to get out of Portland, yeah. but you were thinking that Miami's sexy. Miami was just in the NBA Finals. Yeah. Uh, Miami's got the heat culture. Is Dame going to be happy going from Portland to Milwaukee? Is winning what he was pursuing yeah. Yeah, or his look, lifestyle I, I, I what he think was pursuing? He'll be, I think he'll be happy. I don't think he'll be happiest. Uh, Stephen A. Smith had a very similar position to this earlier today I saw on television where he clearly wanted to go to the heat. I mean, he told us all this, right? Like, it wasn't... Uh, it wasn't a small thing. Like it became such a thing that the league threatened to like find him and all that stuff, right? And um, so he didn't get exactly what he wanted, but it's a pretty good consolation prize to get to play with arguably the best player in the sport right now at the peak of his powers. All right, let me go a little deeper inside basketball here. Yeah, outsider, insider. Right. What about the rest? You want to ask yeah. me what the rest of the deal? Y- is? Yeah. Here yeah. goes. Okay. So as far as Drew Holiday. Yeah. Like everything that I read immediately after this trade was Drew he, Holiday will go to Portland, but he will be moved thereafter. He will be rerouted, probably, okay. yes. And and what's his because he's been around for a long time. I mean, he's probably been 11, 12 years or so in the league, right? I mean, he's been right. around a long time. Yeah. What is his like does he have a reputation inside? He, an inc- an impeccable reputation, as a matter of fact. Like he is a we've seen it. If he's your third best player, you have a chance to win a championship. However, what I would say is, at 32, how many more years does he have of that, right? And I think he probably still has a couple. He is also a free agent after this season, so I don't think the haul you can get for him is incredible um, because of his contract status. No one's going to give you a ton of assets for a guy who's going to be free in a year. Mm -hmm. So I think that is also part of the issue here, I think, if you're Portland. I also think what Portland got from Phoenix is not some great haul, as I kind of alluded to earlier. DeAndre Ayton was a former number one pick in the draft who got traded for spare parts. I don't care what anyone says about that Phoenix made out well. I mean, I guess they made out well because they made it very clear to everyone they didn't want DeAndre Ayton around for a long time, uh, especially the previous regime. Uh, But it made it seem fairly obvious that this particular regime was all not that all that interested either. But what? Let me let me jump in here on this. So as far as DeAndre Ayton goes, what what has happened here? I mean, here's a guy. He doesn't seem. I mean, this is just okay. I did. what, five, six, seven Suns games last year, somewhere in that realm? Here's what I would say. There is a question, not me, I don't know. This is what I'm telling you that from being around the team at the time last year that many times, there is a question about his desire to be the best basketball player he can be. Mm -hmm. That he is a guy who is extremely talented but doesn't necessarily have the drive to be as good as he can be. You know, this kid, DeAndre Ayton, when he was about a 15-year-old, 16-year-old, like freshman, sophomore in high school, George, Yeah. I went to a gym one evening. Somebody said to me, you got to come see this kid. And he was at one of those, like, made-up schools where they were just like a basketball yeah, factory. Right, 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 and right. it only lasted like a year or two. But I saw this kid at, like, 15, 16 years old, and he was a sweetheart, and I followed his whole career, and he went from, like, number one pick. And then, like, two years ago when, when the Suns made a run, everybody was celebrating this guy. You know, and it just seems like something's happened in the last two seasons where he's become, I mean, he again, he was celebrated a couple years ago. Hey, Chris Paul taught me how to be a pro, and he taught me how to grow up. That didn't so, last very long because yeah, then didn't. he didn't get along with Chris Paul or any of his other teammates, uh, or not any of them, but some of his other teammates and clearly not his coach. Okay, one more here on the outsider-insider with regards to what Portland got. I don't know who Tumani Kamara is. Uh, he's a, Actually, I know his high school coach. Um Nice kid, pretty solid. Like, I think he's still a little bit of a work in progress. Like, he's not a guy that I think is going to play in the rotation right away. 
I mean, I, I just when I say I don't know who he is, I mean like I don't know who he is. No, he's he, he's pretty good kid. Like he's pretty good player, but he's not a guy who's going to affect your rotation right now, especially if you're a team that has championship aspirations. All right, last thing here. Let me move to the last part of this. What yeah. Phoenix got, okay? Yeah, a bunch of spare parts. Okay, go through these names for me. You know, Yusuf uh, Nurkic. Okay, what, what do we got um, there? Good energy player, offense, very skilled offensively, good rebounder, which mm-hmm. Aiton was not at times. Um, again, lack of desire by some, according to some people. Um, not a good defender, so it's not like, you know, I mean, Aiton wasn't a good defender either, but I would say Nurkic is even a slight downgrade to what Aiton was defensively. He is not a rim defender or anything like that. Okay, a guy like Grayson Allen, though, a lot of people would know him I mean, only because Allen of his is, college career. Grayson like, right? Allen He's is a, a, kid. a borderline NBA player. Okay, so you got Yurkic, Nurkic, who's not much, Allen, who's a borderline player, Nasir Little. Uh, another guy who has a lot of potential but hasn't reached any of it yet. Okay, and the last guy, Keon Johnson. Keon Johnson, um, young player, uh, work in progress is what I would call it. Okay, so so in the end all, here it goes like this, okay, from the outsider. Portland gets Dame and everything else doesn't matter. You mean Milwaukee, Milwaukee. Milwaukee gets Dame and everybody and nothing else really matters. Yeah, here. nothing there's else nothing, really moved the needle for me. Right. There's no major major impact. I mean, I guess No, if Drew I'm Holland the Lakers, a, a name. If, if I'm the Lakers, I'm looking at I'm like, "Oh, well, yeah, Phoenix got a little more depth. Yeah, and Nurkic can give him a little energy, but it's not like if I'm the Lakers, if I'm Palinka and and Darvin and and LeBron and AD and all these guys, I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, they're still really good, don't get me wrong, but Nobody there is going to stop AD. Like that's to me, that's where the Lakers have their inherent advantage against a lot of teams. Um, but against Phoenix, particularly, AD should be able to eat and dominate. Phoenix did not get any better. This but trade Phoenix did not is make very good. Better. Let's not make it no, seem no, like I'm just saying they're they very good. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal—they're very good. They're a but, championship level team. I just don't think the rest of the guys around them are that good, is what I'm saying. Like they're solid at best in most cases. Yeah. I mean, you say they're a championship caliber team. I would argue they're a championship roster in terms of good players that they have, yeah. or at least three big okay. stars. I mean, that's fine. That's you know, potato, we'll see if they're potato. a champion. Well, we'll see if they're a championship caliber team. Yeah. Cause we because the Lakers had a championship caliber roster and they had a garbage team. Oh, you you you, you peaked again. I clipped again? Yeah. Well, I'm getting aggressive again. I know. It's the NAD+. Plus. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's Insider Outsider. You got anything else or no? No, I think I'm pretty good now. I I'm impressed, Cappy. You hung in there with Sedano on this one. Well, I just kind of threw him softballs. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just let me hit him out of the park. It was like a home run derby. Well, I, I asked the question that every regular fan would ask because most normal people are like, I don't know who Tumani Kamara is either. Right. But I and I so I, I told you what he is. Yeah. He's a nice young player who just got drafted. He's a long ways away from being a contributor in the NBA. I mean, I scouted this kid when he was at Dayton. I mean, he, I did a lot of Dayton. He went games. to Shamana Madonna, a school near where you grew up. Yeah. What but, did you but just I, say? He went to Shamana Madonna High School. Oh, okay, beautiful. Which is a school near where Cappy grew up. No, I know. know. Shamana Madonna. Yeah. I believe back then it was just there was two schools. It was Shamanad and Madonna, correct? And then all of a sudden they became Shamanad. Right, because it was a boys' school and a girls' school, and then they combined it. You hear that? Oh, Chris? like Servite and Rosary. Correct. But that was this is in Cappy's old neighborhood back, you know, when uh, back in the old when school. Charlie Kaplan, you know, was driving him around, running doing, numbers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah, you know it. I went to a couple dances with Rosary girls. I wasn't at Servite though. I was a Catella. Yeah. 
Uh, that right, was Captain. inside high school knowledge. There you That's go. right. Well, hey, listen, it's kind of like that high school up in Encino that Babe Loffenberg went to. Crespi. By, by the way, Evan Cohen mentioned Babe Loffenberg on, on Sports like this. One. I got to pull the clip. No way. He worked it in just for us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Babe Loffenberg. Crespi, hi. All right, coming up next, Cappy, let's get to the Rams. The good, the bad, and the ugly from this past weekend because I feel like it needs a little deeper dive. We'll get to that next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. But are after 5 o'clock in the Southland on a Wednesday. You know what group Cappy loves. Oh, you know it. Well, this day in 1992, uh, Pearl Jam released Jeremy as the third single from their day out debut album, 10. Drawn pictures. Of mountaintops, wind a long time, lemon yellow sun, arms <laughs> raised in a V. Yeah. It's just his voice. You know what, dude? I got a little frustrated with Ed last year. Yeah. You're calling him Ed? Yeah. Okay. Eddie Vedder? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, do you know why that, that album was named 10? I don't. Why? It has an NBA tie. Huh? Eddie Vedder. Um, and Pearl Jam's favorite basketball player was Mookie Blaylock, oh. who wore number 10 his entire career. Here comes the I hook. Think... In class today. Yeah, I think so. There you go, Cappy. You, as a big Pearl Jam fan, now you have even more in, uh, Pearl Jam NBA knowledge. I actually think that there's a story that they, before they became Pearl Jam, they may have even named themselves Mookie Blaylock. They might have. <laughs> that was like the name it of the It was either Mookie they, Blaylock or Pearl Jam. That's they love Mookie Blaylock. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie Vedder loved Mookie Blaylock. It was his favorite player. That's hilarious. Last yeah. year at Ohana Fest, and I know it's coming up this weekend in Doheny State Beach, um, Eddie Vedder played. But it wasn't Pearl Jam, it was Eddie Vedder. And he had like an all-star lineup of, of musicians around him, guys from every band you would know. And everybody in the crowd was like, yo, Ed, can, yo, you, sing, Ed. can, can you sing some Jeremy? Yo, yo Ed, can you, uh, can you sing Black, please? Well, Black I like because it's got that part that in concert. Like yeah. every artist has that. I don't even know what that interlude. It's that religious moment. That religious moment where they yeah. can basically take five minutes off and just keep playing. Yeah. And the entire... Lindsay, what was the song that the Smashing Pumpkins did? Where there was that five-minute interview where the whole crowd is doing it, and it's really so they can take a break. Bullet with Butterfly Wings? Maybe Bullet with Butterfly Wings. Is that it? Like, That's what the guy injected Cappy with today. Bullet with right. butterfly, butterfly Wings. She's yeah. the one. Not, yeah, that one. Not to be confused with Butterfly Kisses. That's a different song. Yeah, oh, so man, um, that song's so bad. So everybody was in the crowd going, yo, Ed, can you uh, you sing some Pearl Jam, please? 
And as, as I was leaving Doheny State Beach last year, people were like really frustrated. So this year, you got the Foo Fighters, which is something I'd like to see. I mean, I always like seeing seeing the Foo Fighters, but I, I I'm not going this weekend. I, I got frustrated last year. And yeah. when you ride in Cappy's vehicle, mm-hmm. there's a lot of Pearl Jam radio on. Oh, you know, from it. a serious issue. Yeah? Mm-hmm. A lot of Pearl Jam radio. Mm-hmm. That's true. That is a clean truth, sucker. Um, Cappy, <laughs> yes, sir. Is there is there any NFL radio on Sirius there? Because I feel like Cappy would want to hear like uh, yeah. uh, it's not on the presets. J- Jim yeah, Miller not. and uh, you know. But I will say on Sundays, Len Pascarelli or for the early games, I was in the car. Yeah, um, and they do like a red zone thing. But they do an amazing job. Bill Likas, hey, Bill Likas. I think it's Likas. Is it Likas? And uh, what's the other guy's name? Oh, the, uh, the guy who's Steve uh, Tory. Steve Sampori. Tory. Hey, it's Billy. Cause let's go to Raiders. Yeah, and then they they will they go to stringers? the game. No, they, they do. do. They, they do, do have, have stringers. stringers. <laughs> they have stringers. So they'll have the game, but they'll also weave in like they what they do is in between. They will also yes. weave in like, hey, here's uh, Bob Miller in Charlotte with the Carolina game. Yeah, the Panthers are moving. They're inside the red <laughs> right. zone here, and they just scored. Bryce Young just threw his first touchdown here. Back to you, Bill. Right. And I think they I run strong. this imaging between all their games. Yeah. NFL Sunday. NFL Sunday Blitz. Touchdown, touchdown. <laughs> now let's go to Evan Cohen. He's at MetLife. Evan. Hey, guys. Bill, back to you, Bill. Hey. Yeah, they do that, and then they're like, all right, let's send it now to Bob with Shusen with the Jets call. You know? like, right. yeah. Oh, dude, I strung at one point. Yeah. Let's say Didn't to Babe everybody? Offenberg. He's at Dallas. All right, right guys. Yeah, right. yeah Babe and uh, Tech Schramm over there, whoever that is. It's uh, Hank Schramm. I don't know. Somebody. Brad Schramm. No, Brad no, Schramm. Brad Schramm. <laughs> <laughs> Hank Schramm. <laughs> 24 cross-power trap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Remember 24 cross yes, power trap, yes, Kansas no. City Chiefs? Yes. Uh, From SoFi Stadium, the Rams leading 7 3. Right, let's Back go to, to the call with JB Long and Maurice Chosrew. <laughs> Touchdown, Los Angeles! They, that's what they do. They do a red zone. This I'm is serious. an amazing two minute inside two minutes that maybe only Evan Cohen will understand. <laughs> if you're a radio dork, you just love that last 90 yeah. seconds. But I will tell you this, Chris, when I when I listen to the Rams on the radio, yes, one thing that I do <sighs> think is kind of cool. Here we go. Oh, what? thank God. What? No, no, you're gonna say it's cool. Go, please. No, one thing I think is kind of cool is how we do like essentially like live in-game imaging. imaging. Yeah, Chris. So doesn't. the difference between live imaging is live imaging is when I'm live. Right. Real time imaging is when I'm about doing it and then it airs two minutes later. Right. That's what you do with us when you're not here. Exactly. So I yeah. stick it right in, much yeah. like you know, that needle. Hey now. You know what I think? I think that the social media team should come to your home studio nah, on Sundays. Nah, nah, nah. And you know how now they sh- they show nah. the announcers yeah, in yeah. the booth? But so Sundays the, the are play... very much a relaxation. NFL Sundays, because you know it's our job to watch every game, Captain. Oh, I'm very well aware. So, so I enjoy, I have a whole routine. Yeah, let me hear. I just have, when I wake up, I focus, I meditate, I get ready, I watch the pregame shows, I watch everything. And then when it's the Rams game, I have a routine when I'm downstairs mm-hmm. watching the game and I have markers. So second quarter, 10 minutes, I get upstairs, I get in the studio to do the halftime. Then I get back downstairs for halftime, snack a little bit, enjoy my Sunday. Mm -hmm. Then the marker is fourth quarter, 12 minutes. And then what happens? Then I go upstairs, start to prepare for post. But I know when it's close, remember, we got to do real time. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I have to produce multiple things depending on which way the game's going. Mm -hmm. Right. React to the Rams, big victory versus react to the Rams, huge loss. I don't do it like that. I'm a little bit more specific so people know I'm literally there. Let me hear. Yeah. Like what? Give me so an I give the final score. I'll talk about the play that determined the game, mm-hmm. and then I'll have the highlights. So then I'll and I, you know me, I'm very. I'll be like, and now we'll hear how JB uh, called it. Right. Yeah. Pass wide. Looks to two 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 into the end zone. Touchdown, Los Angeles. 
And then he'll go, MJD, your thoughts. MJD, your thoughts. MJD. I don't think he tees him up like that. MJD no. just talks. Yeah. MJD's hilarious. By the way, on Sunday night. No, MJD nights, blaming Cincinnati that on Monday night. Cincinnati, that you know, that this is the refs are tough when they're playing in Cincinnati. What does that mean? We're going to blame the refs? Yeah, right. Well, well, no, the refs? Here, here's where you should blame. The offensive line was a complete unmitigated disaster, okay? And Pro Football Focus, they release their grades every okay. Tuesday, um, right. you know, on Tuesday night or, or afternoon night. And how's so, the Rams offensive line grade out? Not, not, not great. Not great, Jack. All right, only one offensive lineman recorded a grade above a 60. It's from 0 to 100, Mm -hmm. okay? And they they grade it uh, run blocking and pass blocking separately, okay? Mm -hmm. Joe Noteboom and Zach Thomas had a total... Uh, for you know, average grade of less than thirty six. Okay, and didn't Joe Noteboom get hurt again? Yeah. Every game, mm-hmm. Joe Noteboom had a pass blocking grade of zero. And Thomas was eight point six. Oh, by the way, yeah. that's pretty good, eight point six. Because I would have thought that he would have gotten at least a negative eight point six. Hey, no offense to the young man, you're a young player, you're a fifth round draft choice, and you're playing left tackle in the National Football League on Monday Night Football, and you're protecting protecting a thirty five million dollar uh, old guy quarterback behind you. There's a lot of pressure on a young kid to play left tackle. And again, if you're a first-round pick and you come from Alabama, that's one thing. When you're a fifth-round pick and you're a rookie and you come from a mid-major conference like the Mountain West, that's a lot to ask of that young kid. Yeah. Who do you think on the offense had the highest grade, Cappy? Highest grade of any offensive lineman on the on the field? No, the uh, just any offensive player. Oh, um, I would say probably I'll just go with Puka because uh, – Puka was third. The, Puka okay. was third, 71.1. And did Kyron Williams get a decent grade? He was not in the top five. Okay. I only have the top five on okay. offense. Okay. And I'm, I'm wanting to see uh, Jefferson, you know, like – Was not I, in the top five. Right. Either. I mean, I, I, I don't I'll know I'll give you one more strike. One more strike. Uh, Tutu. Tutu was second, 74.4. How about Stafford? Stafford is fourth, 67.1. Okay. So it must be uh, one of the offensive linemen. Somebody well, he got to... sacked six times. Yeah, okay, I'll just do it for you. Tyler Higby was the number one guy oh, at 78. How many passes did he catch? Uh, it doesn't have to just do oh, okay. with catching. It's pass blocking, too, sometimes. You know? Yeah, but he wasn't blocking. Helping no. block on the line. I know, I know. But, well, um, technically, it was seven him. sacks. One and of them was a penalty. Defensively, Aaron Donald, number one, 92.9. No surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Byron Young, the outside linebacker, 85.8. Ernest Jones, also great, 80.7. Anything 80 above is yeah. very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, 90 is out of this world, obviously. Um, quarterback. Uh, Darion Kendrick, 72.6, which is pretty good. And then Kobe Turner, the defensive tackle, next to Aaron Donald, 68.2. Well, look, take all those numbers from Pro Football Focus that I don't know. Does everybody use Pro Football Focus? I don't, but I'm sure some people right, do. Right, but I mean, if, if, based on 0 to 100, you can get a pretty decent idea. Like anything above a 65 is, is above average. Okay. You know what I mean? And then basically anywhere in that range, right, like 60 to 65 is like above average. Um, 70s is like pretty good. 80s is good. 90s is extraordinary. Okay, but let me let me make it simple. Okay, um, without all without all the data, if you can't keep your offensive line healthy, yeah, you are screwed. Correct. And that is what happened to this team last year. Yeah. And now here we are. We're three games into the season, mm-hmm. and here's what I know. What do you know? Joe Newt, Noteboom. Noteboom. Not capable of staying healthy for an entire game. Right. And by the okay. way, speaking of health. You know who practiced? Tell me. An- oh, Anthony Richardson for the Colts. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. If I were the Colts, I would. Uh, I'd slow roll that. I really would. Mm. Um, but nonetheless, look, Joe Noteboom can't stay healthy. That's a that's a huge problem. Their backup situation along the offensive line. I mean, you're very very limited with what you can do. 
with bodies. And if this offensive line can't hold up, which, you know, three games into the season thus far, two parts of it, two of two of five parts yeah. are already hurt. Yeah. You're going to have major problems this year. Yeah. But, Cappy, everybody knew this before the season started. Right. That That's why was... we talked about the Caleb Williams watch. Yeah. That's why we talked about Stafford being able to stay, make it through the season. And then one game against the Seattle Seahawks, and everyone's like, oh, no. Oh, Mace good. was buying playoff tickets. No, but they're, they're still exactly where I thought they were going to be. And I thought but they you went... know football. I'm talking about the guys on the air that don't know football. Okay, but they're one and two, and that's where we exp- like I, Cappy and I expect them to. Mace, Cappy, Cappy and Mace. knows. Cappy yeah. knows. I don't know, man. I, I Listen, I, I was very impressed with Cappy yesterday. Oh, really? What did you I do? What did he do? I just yeah, felt like you and I were just, we were on it yesterday. Yeah, we were on it. Supersonic. No, uh, you know, now basketball. Supersonic. I mean, Cappy's got the Lakers down. I just well, need to get the other teams down now. The other well, 31? Yeah, I don't know about 29. That, other 29? Sorry, yeah. I made that. Yeah, I was thinking NFL. Yeah. Yeah. That's on me. I mean, I mean on. You know. come on, do better, will you? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, can you watch the other team a little, too, when they're playing Which the Lakers? Which other team? Which other team? The team that's playing the Lakers? Yeah, I watch, I watch the Lakers and whoever's playing the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, eventually they all play the Lakers. I understand, but Sometimes I watch them when they play. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm just, I'm, I'm not like you, you know what I mean? I, I see, know, but I, I just, it'd be nice. I see sports differently. That's all. Yeah, well, we know that. That's for sure. I'm a story guy. Tell you this, so the Rams, look, I will say, and I said it yesterday, the, they are showing professionalism and competitiveness. Agreed. They're not, they're not quitting. They are fighting. Who? They are not giving up 70 Rams. points. Oh. You well, know? They haven't played Philadelphia. I mean, their defense has outperformed expectations to this point. There's no question. There's a lot of young guys on that defense. I mean, there's Did a lot of guys. Did you hear Aaron Donald's name uttered during the Niners game? No. I mean, I don't remember anymore. You didn't. Listen, you know, George, you talked about Aaron Donald and his grade. But if there was a grade for impact in a game, it, it's not quite what it was two years ago. Because everyone knows how to play him. So well, he got the Bengals' offensive line is not the Niners, and it's not going to be the Eagles who they play in two weeks. Well, it, it may be that people know how to play him. It also may be that there's not the talent that there was around him. He's a veteran. Oh, right. I mean, there's a young, there's a bunch of young guys. Yeah. Around right. Him. Yeah. Saying, so they can so, double and triple team him. So exactly. That's so they don't point. have the per, they don't have somebody else to watch. Yeah. Let no. me tell you something. If I were the Rams. And I've said it earlier, and I know this is blasphemy, but I'll say it again. You'd trade Aaron Donald. I would trade Aaron Donald. Yeah. Do you want to trade, trade Stafford to yesterday? I would love to trade Stafford. Cappy's just to. a trade machine. Well, you still need somebody to attract you know, an attendance. Yeah. I, I understand, um, but I don't know that, that the average person goes, hey, we're going to the Rams game because I really just love watching Matthew Stafford play. And I don't think He's the, the average fan. I know, but I don't think the average fan would go. You know what? I'm not going to the game when I have to go watch. What's the kid's name? Rippin, the backup. Is it Brett Rippin? Yeah, you would. You would not you know? want to go to the game. Here's the, now you're now listen. I like to do pits, but you're disrespecting the fact that Matthew Stafford won a Super Bowl. No, I'm not disrespecting it. I'm saying that. Uh, that here it is. This that, is that all future, about. This is all about. You know, when Cappy said, you know, why should we follow Matthew Stafford? Listen, no, Tom you, Brady. Let me ask I mean? you guys a question. Is Matthew Stafford the quarterback of the Rams in three seasons from now? I mean, he's 35 years old, so okay, no. So yeah. is, he, is he the quarterback of the Rams really in two seasons? Pro- maybe, maybe not. I, I would say I, I kind of doubt it. And, and by the way, the longer you stick with an older quarterback yeah. when you really desperately need offensive linemen, yeah. um, I'd, I'd rather put my money into O-line than quarterback yeah. right now, and I'd rather draft a young guy. Yeah, where was this five minutes ago when we weren't a minute over the break? <laughs> What do you mean, where was it? We weren't into this part of the conversation. You can shift it. He's a well, slow I was, shifter. I was, I was busy talking about Joe Noteboom. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. Everything's fine. We got Puka. It's all going to be okay. Oh, yeah. No, the Super Bowl <laughs> champions because they got Puka. You, you guys are the worst. All right. Radio Tinder, Cappy. You ready for that? Yeah, I'm ready. It's next. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. 
Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 534 on a Wednesday. Sedano and Cap, Radio Tinder time. We like to play a TV theme. <laughs> on this day in 2009... It was a spinoff, a family guy. The Cleveland Show premiered on Fox. Yeah, wasn't a huge fan of the Cleveland Show. I liked The Bear. Yeah? The Bear that was like, now, oh, is, Cleveland. Is American like Dad a spinoff? I do like that. Or is it just like a bears. Seth MacFarlane? That's not a spinoff. It's just another Seth MacFarlane show. Right, right? but then yeah. sometimes they had a crossover. They did a few crossover episodes, Yeah, but Cleveland Show was a spinoff because yeah, Cleveland yeah. was on Family right, right. Guy. Yeah, yeah. He then he the, moved from Quahog yeah. to somewhere else. I think yeah. like Baltimore or something. Yeah, or American DC. Dad moved to Baltimore from Cleveland just Wasn't like the Browns did. Cleveland! This anyway, is for you! He moved to like, I don't, oh, I gotta look it up now. Oh, that, I feel like Cleveland. it would have to be on purpose if it was Baltimore. Right. Like, that's they, totally. Well, that was hey, the bit. Yeah, Just that like the Browns. Out. They became the Ravens. Oh, well, we don't need to talk about But that. I enjoyed oh, the Cleveland. I, the Browns I, back. It was short-lived, but the bear. I liked the bear. They like, had a you German like accent. I do like bears. I mean. Oh, I, no. Stulben, Virginia. Stulben, Virginia. So I wasn't that far Stubel, off. Stulben, Virginia. Stulben. Stulben. All right, let's Good go place. to Radio Tinder. Anyway, you can follow her at Lindsay Baseball <laughs> at, on Twitter or Instagram. Don't forget about our sponsor, Tequila Mandala. Also, isn't Michael Thompson joining us in 10 minutes? Sure is. To talk about the big Canelo-Charlo fight? Oh, okay. he, he's pumped about it. He was texting all the boxing glove emojis and everything. Yeah. Always he's pumped about something in his life. Always hey, swipe right on yeah. Tequila. Well, it's not uh, during that Honest, Lakers. Honestly, that's probably like the most passionate no, about any He's the most sport. passionate about boxing. Yeah, oh, sure. I know that, but sure. you know. You know, sometimes you catch him sleeping on that Lakers broadcast, Jack. <laughs> no, he's always oh, yeah, eating. He <laughs> yeah, Funchy's no. Oh, yeah, he does. Eating on the Funchy. Lakers broadcast. Funchy, is that true? Either sleeping or eating. Either sleeping they, or eating. They, like, hit him with a stick. Michael, read that billboard. <laughs> hit him with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
what do they do? They just wake him up and he goes, hey, LeBron, that was awesome. That was a really good job by LeBron. No, no, remember when he was like, that guy with the... With, when he... Oh, when he did play by play. Yeah. Oh, when John was out and, and Trudell was doing... Oh, du- my had to God. do two jobs. He was doing play by play, but then still had to run down and do his, his, his Spectrum hit, stuff. Yeah. And when he came back, right, the game had started and Michael was like, the guy passes it to the guy. The guy with yeah, the yeah, number. Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know his name. Yeah, but, I don't uh, know who that is anyway, but it was funny. It was Always funny. swipe right on to Kimo Mandala. We might have a little birthday shot tomorrow at oh, yeah. the 909 Sports Bar for Producer Lindsay's baseball. Take uh, Producer Lindsay's birthday. Lindsay Take it away, Producer birthday. Lindsay. Thanks, Christopher. All right, so a restaurant in Cupertino faced backlash on social media over an 18% automatic gratuity applied to tables with parties of one or more. Hmm. Fo Ha Noi has several locations in the South Bay, and a Reddit user posted in the, quote, mildly infuriating Reddit channel, which I need to join that one because I feel like that just sounds like a blast. Was it Fo or Fa? Fa. 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 It's spelled F-H-O, so. Oh, well, right, but it's fun. Fahanoi. Sorry, mm-hmm. my apologies. Um, so they post, they posted a receipt from the <laughs> restaurant that had an 18% gratuity added to the bill, and the message at the bottom of the receipt read, 18% service charge included. For parties of one or larger, a, a 18% gratuity is applied automatically. If you have mm-hmm. any questions, please speak with the manager. Um, if you saw this at the, at the bottom of your bill, would you be okay with this? Swipe left or swipe right? George. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with it. Swipe right. I mean, I feel I tip anyway, no matter what. I tip on takeout all the time. I tip pretty much everywhere. Like nowadays, you put in your card, and any even if you go somewhere that didn't used to have tips, the tip thing will come up, and I'll just hit at the very least ten percent. Do you tip it's at the coffee become place? Unbelievably annoying. Do you tip at like the coffee place when it comes up? Yeah. Okay. A ten percent? Like and, I don't know. No, and usually I'm buying something that's like ten bucks. So what's right. an extra dollar? No, know? no. But but ten percent. You see, and I have this guilty thing. So I feel like every time, no matter where I'm at, and even I'm with you, George, even if it's a small number, it could be ten dollars, I'm always gonna go with the twenty. It usually they give you the fifteen, twenty. Well, or I, I think if it's something that I literally like that no one's actually doing something physically to give me, like I'm literally just grabbing it, like I just do the ten percent on those. I yeah. feel like um like I'm being judged if I don't give the twenty percent. Well, if there no one's actually doing anything, right, and you're just giving the register person like who's ringing it up, like that's better than, than they, I'm sure they get nothing from a lot of people. I have a little part. coffee shop by my house, and sometimes I go there and I buy these uh, empanadas and a cup of coffee. Oh, I know this place. And let me tell you something. That's I the place that, where Rachel said, I need another empanada. She goes, oh, right. Chris is probably hungry. He wants another empanada. Yes, he does. The wow. sausage, egg, and cheese empanada is so good. Well, like one empanada wasn't enough for a husky fellow. Well, I like two myself. But I'll tell you this, um, when I go there, I say, is there not a place to, to tip here? And they go, oh, no, we don't take tips. I like that. Of course you do. I do. I think, because, you know what, I think tipping is, it's become too accept, it's, it's become too expected, you know? So this, this restaurant in Cupertino that says 18%, does that mean that if I'm sitting there, me and, I, and, and somebody else, we're sitting there, we get the bill, They've added 18%. Do they expect more on top of that? Because no, to me, I don't that's think like, so. hey, that's pretty good. You guys have given me 18%. Okay. But I'm not going to lie. I will say there's been a few times where I've asked when this has been a situation. Because I feel like in Vegas, there's often a service charge applied to like yep. any any restaurant bill. And so I've, I've asked just for my own clarity... Is service charge the same as a tip? Because yeah, sometimes it's not, and right. if the service charge just goes to the I restaurant, I ask that at hotels. Usually. Yeah, yeah, you need yeah. to you need to tip on top of that. In yeah. that case, well, yeah. right. So is this a service charge or is this a gratuity that's already added? That, well, on this, gratuity. This one specifically, it says 
gratuity. And it says that, well, it, the weird thing is it says on the bill service charge. So that's one in one of those things where I would ask. And they say, no, it's it's actually a gratuity. So I feel like the way that they word it matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. What's next? All right. So Ryan Reynolds is not the biggest fan of pumpkin spice so much that he Oof, went yeah. on mm. a crazy rant in his latest video for Aviation Gin. He said, uh, basically, it's almost fall, and so that means everybody's going to be getting ready for pumpkin spice season. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin spice mac and cheese, pumpkin spice hard seltzer, pumpkin spice buffalo wings, yeah. pumpkin spice butt wipes. Enough is enough. Really, pumpkin yeah, spice butt I'm with butt him. Wipes? I don't. I don't have any pumpkin Dang. spice. Well, anything. That's what I was going to ask. Are you guys pumpkin spice? No, guys? left, left for me. I like I don't the get smell any. of it though. When it's because that means it's fall in the air. Yeah, it's nasty. No, I don't. I don't drink like it. it either. I don't yeah. like the smell of it. It's just that a- means it's it's going to get cold. Yeah. And the, the ladies are going to be bundled up. Yeah, yeah mommy, I'm cold. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't do any of the pumpkin spice, but I will say one thing. Um, my daughter does the shopping in the house, and she likes to go to Trader Joe's. And this is the time of year where Trader Joe's goes a little too pumpkin spicy for me. Yeah. No, they got pumpkin spice everything. everything. Yep. But she comes home with these little ice cream, uh, pre-made ice cream cones. And they're the pumpkin mm. spice. Oh, my God, are these things fire. So you enjoy PSL. Or no, well, just P.S.? I mean, I well, I guess I like that product, yeah. But like, if I go to a Starbucks, well, I'm not getting like I don't I'm not into the whole. So you don't go PSL at Starbucks. Not to be confused no. with P90X. No, that's the mask. There that's was a the time, guys, I could get through P90X. That was a long time ago. I but. thought that P90X was what you got injected into no, no, your body. No, 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 it's a workout. I know, but that's what you, you said. You had to do plyometrics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, but uh, we talked about this earlier because I tried the the pumpkin spice latte for PSL, the first time. PSL. Okay, PSL for the first time at Starbucks a few weeks ago. That, no, no, hard pass on that. Really? It's disgusting. Yeah, I like trashed them on air. I was like, but so I bad. do like a pumpkin pie with a whole bunch of like- well, pumpkin, uh, pie's oh, pumpkin, pumpkin pie is yeah, where that's it's not at. the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin yeah. And I don't like pumpkin cake. pie either. Yeah. You don't? Nope. Oh, I think I we did this every year. Yeah, I yeah. like it chilled, though. Yes, me too. It with, has to be chilled with, with yeah. Cool Whip. That's I don't like Cool Whip. It's just cool as the Americanos. No, you know what? Let me tell you something, because I'm not a pumpkin anything person- but the booth did one last year. Calabaza. And it was so bomb.com. Yeah. Like, it was oh, really? so bomb. Good. Com. Oh, Everybody's really? asking him, like, when are you going to do the pumpkin Cappy and pie? I want to try his pumpkin pie. Big yeah. time. No, I'm scared uh, of that. Right. Can we do what one mo- sneak in one more or do we just yes. go to Michael? We could we could do one more. Okay. Okay. So, in um, a post shared by a Taylor Swift fan account over the weekend, uh, the pop stars seem to be um, sporting some. Seemingly ranch sauce with her chicken fingers that she was eating in the Kansas City Chiefs suite over the weekend. Mm-hmm. What, now, kind of, what did you say? She's- seemingly ranch. Seemingly ranch. I guess I didn't know this, but it's when you have ranch with a little bit of ketchup mixed into it. Oh yeah, that's 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 it's like called seemingly ranch. Yeah, that's it's like a that. slang Where's for it. From? It's a slang. Yeah, you know, like know oh, that. it's seem- not like a Midwest thing. No, I, I guess it's like a uh, or a Gen Gen Z. Is that? Oh, the, it is. Oh, it's not gen, oh, it's I did it like ten years issue. ago with somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I didn't call know it what though. It was called. That's oh. what they call it. Like that's you know like mid and all those that's other so words. That's so weird. So, so anyway, everybody's like freaking out about this because they freak out about everything Taylor Swift related. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was gonna ask, are you guys fans of Seemingly Ranch? Chris, obviously you no. are. No, I just like ranch. I don't even love ketchup all that much, but oh, I love me some ketchup. Ketchup is like okay. I have ranch in certain. Like a chicken finger or a chicken tender or like a maybe a wing occasionally. But. You know what though ranch is really good on nowadays is uh, pizza crust. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You know? Well like our I'm friends always. at Prime Pizza, they literally have their ranch bottled. So right. good. By a bottle of ranch. Mm-hmm. Right. You want to bathe in that ranch. Oh, just it's so put good. Put it all over you. Yeah. Yeah. Regular regular ranch it. though, not yeah. not. Cappy, ketchup and ranch together, yes, no? No, I don't think so. Yeah. 
All I don't right. think so. I there can't really ever remember a time where I mixed ketchup and ranch. Excellent. Well, wait, you guys want to know what the Taylor Swift effect is of the situation? Tell me they've sold 5 billion bottles of ketchup and ranch. Well, they came out today. They posted on social media that they are coming out with ketchup and seemingly ranch. Oh, there you have it. Heinz, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. That is Radio Tinder brought to you each and every day, not by ketchup or Heinz or ranch for that matter, but by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala, award-winning small batch premium sipping tequila made from the finest mature agaves available everywhere. Fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com, and demand the extraordinary with our great friends at Tequila Mandala. Great friends. Speaking of great friends, Michael Thompson will join us to talk some boxing next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. 5.47 p.m. on your drive back to home, hopefully, or wherever you're going. Maybe you're going to go get down. Sit out of a cap on a Wednesday afternoon. On this day in 1994, Brandy released her debut album on Atlantic Records, and this joint was on it. I want to be down, Cappy. Yeah, mm-hmm. his joint dropped. Drop it. Look at that four-way stretch. Look at that Sunday swagger go. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh! now the backside. Hey, now. <laughs> I'm going to show you all three sides. Dude, you got to go on this naked dating show. Nah. You got to go on it's it. It's just a lot of skin if you're looking at me like that. Where was Michael Thompson in 1994 at this stage of his life? I'm trying to think. You were out of basketball, Michael Thompson. What were you doing in 1994 when Brandy dropped this hit? I was in uh, Portland, Oregon, watching the NBA Finals with uh, Akeem and against the Knicks. And, of course, O.J. Simpson Chase. But I was up in Portland working on the radio up there calling some games for the Vancouver Grizzlies, Seattle Sonics, Portland Trailblazers, and working on radio with Kermit Washington. That was the dawn of talk, uh, sports talk radio. Yeah, so the early 90s. Yeah. Still in, yeah, you guys were still in kindergarten when I started this stuff. Some may say that some may say the way we talk that we're still in kindergarten. Actually. Yeah, really. So there's that. That's right. That's uh, so, right. I can't tell the difference between you and Mateo. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Michael, we would definitely will want to talk some basketball with you, but I really wanted to talk boxing with you because um, Jermel Charlo is going to face Canelo this weekend in what I think is actually a real fun fight for a number of different reasons. So for those, I know the, the hardcore boxing fan will know this. So his brother Jamal Charlo was supposed to fight Canelo, but then had to back out, I believe, due to injury. He was going up a weight class to fight Canelo, but Jermel is going up two weight classes to fight 
uh, Canelo in this case. And we haven't seen that in a championship-level fight in a while. We saw Pacquiao do it to De La Hoya, which obviously Pacquiao uh, basically ended De La Hoya's career at that point. But then we saw uh, Guillermo Rigondo do that against Vasily Lomachenko a couple of years ago, and that was disastrous for Rigondo. Uh, what do you make of filling in for the brother? What do you make of the matchup against Canelo? Which brother would you have liked to have seen face Canelo? What do you make of all that? Both brothers are good. Jamal and Jamal, both good fighters. I would prefer it to be Jamal, the, the middleweight champion. Jamal is the junior middleweight. Jamal's the, the bigger brother by a little bit, but Jamal mentally, physically isn't ready to fight uh, in the last year. So that's why Canelo had to scrap the plans against Jamal and fight Jamal. Now, Jamal, when you look at him and Canelo face to face, he actually looks bigger than Canelo. But the style that uh, Jamal fights at, he sort of fights in a phone booth. And you cannot beat Canelo that way. Uh, Canelo likes that infighting style. The way to beat Canelo is the way Floyd Mayweather and uh, Dimitri Bivol beat him. You got to outbox him. You got to stick and move. You got to be slick. You got to outjab him and keep Canelo on the retreat. That's how uh, he was defeated by Bivol and by Mayweather. If you want to turn this into a fight in the trenches, that's going to benefit Canelo's style. Even though Jamel Charles is a good infighter himself, he's a tough guy. But I just think uh, his style suits Canelo better than uh, say, uh, Dimitri Bivol did in his last fight. Now, this kid Charlo, who's stepping up in these two weight classes, um, he's going from, what, Michael, like 154-ish to like 168-ish? Does that sound about right? Right. Okay, you so, got that right, Cappy. See, you yes. know your boxing. Well, I don't know if I know my boxing. I mean, I was I, I knew that we were going to talk about it, so I read up on it today because the truth of the matter is is I really don't know that much about Charlo's career, even though he's been incredibly decorated. It's just that he fights at that lower weight class, and I think a lot of us focus on guys who weigh just a little bit more for whatever reason. The mega fights happen at the higher weight classes. So is a 14-pound difference, I mean, to step up that high, it seems like a lot, but like you said, Charlo's even taller. Looks like his body could handle it. Yeah, I mean, uh, Roy Jones did it. Roy Jones went from super middleweight to winning the heavyweight championship against John Ruiz uh, at uh, when Roy fought at like two hundred five. So Roy did it before, jumped up a couple of weight classes, maybe three weight classes to, to win a version of the heavyweight championship about twenty years ago. So it's been done before, like you said, like George says, Manny Pacquiao came up from a hunt, started in the hundred and eight pounder and ended up fighting around 150 pounds. So it can be done, but you got to do it the right way. Just putting on weight, putting on pounds isn't doing it. you got to sort of build up to it. And Charles, he's a tall, sort of a big guy for a junior middleweight at 154 pounds. So even though he's putting on 14 more pounds, and Canelo himself isn't really a big 168-pounder, Canelo looks more like he's more suited to about 165, 160. So I think uh, Charles should be able to handle the weight difference okay. Says he's been training with, like, bigger, stronger guys. I mean, that would stand to reason, right? But it's still, I mean, 14 pounds doesn't sound like a whole lot to those of us oh, just kind of walking huge, around. But in I boxing, think, in boxing yeah, yeah that's, that seems like a really big deal. Yeah, it, it kind of is. But some fighters are so good that they can put on weight. And sometimes, you know, a lot of people say it ain't about the size of the fighters, how well you can fight. We've seen other guys, big guys, get beat up by smaller heavyweights, big heavyweights. So it's all about who's going to have to implement the best strategy and be able to implement his game plan. Like I said, Char Charles is a physical fighter himself, but so is Canelo. So you got to give Canelo the edge when it comes to a physical infighting style against a guy who might be a little smaller than him as far as weight is concerned. But relatively, they're kind of like the same sizes. Like I said, Canelo isn't like David Benavidez, who's 168 pounds, but he's a big 168 pounder. 
Do you want to see Canelo fight Benavides? Oh, my goodness. Us boxing fans, that is probably the most attractive. Outside of Fury fighting Usyk for the undisputed uh, uh, heavyweight championship, Canelo versus Benavides is the second biggest fight you could have in boxing that will generate the most interest. And, also, and if not that, then the, the winner of this fight, Canelo versus Terrence Crawford, even though Crawford will be coming up in weight too, but Crawford is such a crafty, smart boxer. I would love to see that one too. But you're right. To me, as a boxing fan, this uh, Canelo versus Benavides is the second most appealing fight we can have in boxing. You mentioned Crawford. Uh, you and I were texting that night during that fight against Errol Spence, and he worked your guy, Errol Spence Jr. I mean, it, he completely outclassed him in that particular fight. Yeah, that surprised me, but maybe uh, everybody talked about how Errol was weight-drained to get down to 147 because he was walking around at like 170 pounds. Now, that's his fault for allowing himself to get out of shape like that between fights because he was so he was inactive for so long. Now, they want to have a rematch in December, according to Errol Spence. He wants to fight at 154, the next one, but Crawford said no, they're going to fight at 147 again if they have to fight in December. But uh, So I would have to give Crawford the edge because it, it did look like Spence had lost something in that fight. Just one last thing on this fight um, between Charlo and uh, Canelo this weekend. George, I know you mentioned it earlier, but I just want to go back to this. So, originally, Canelo was supposed to fight the brother. Jamal. Who's the twin brother. These are twin yeah, brothers. Yeah, they're twin brothers, right? yeah. And one fights at, like, the higher weight class, and the one, one that's One is fighting, middleweight, and the other one's junior middleweight. Right, and so Jam- Jermel... The, y- the lighter one is, is fighting filling Canelo in now. For the, is filling in for the heavier one. Yeah. And he took the fight. At what point in, in this did the younger brother... Or not the younger, the lighter brother... At what point did he step in to take the fight because the other brother actually had to bounce out? Immediately. He took him immediately. Once, once they, Jamal uh, announced that he wasn't ready physically and mentally to fight Canelo, then Canelo turned his attention to the twin. And then Jamal said, yeah, I'll jump in. He jumped in eagerly. Probably going to make 5 to $8 million for fighting uh, Canelo. He wasn't going to make that money close to that fighting somebody else who he was supposed to fight in his weight division. So he jumped at the chance. And let's say he pulls the upset. My goodness, then he's probably going to make $20 million in the rematch if he could somehow pull his upset. So he was smart to take this fight. And like I said, he's a big he's a big 154-pounder, so it's not like he's a little guy like Manny Pacquiao or Terrence Crawford trying to make this jump. Speaking of upsets, the Milwaukee Bucks with an upset today. I don't think anyone saw this happening today with Damian Lillard going there. Now, I know I saw Stephen A. today, and I, I, I get where he's coming from, saying if you're Damian Lillard, you definitely wanted to go to Miami, but this is a hell of a consolation prize, getting to play with Giannis in his prime. So I think that's a good thing. But I don't know if the other teams in this deal made out all that well. I I know you like DeAndre and he's a fellow Bahamian. Michael, he's been incredibly disappointing. I mean, there's a I did seven of their games last year and it just feels like a lot of people around there question just his desire to even be great, like to play basketball at a high level. Um, What do you make of the other parts of that trade? Aiden's going to be okay. He's got a good coach there, Chauncey Billups. I think Chauncey Billups and him will connect and bring the best out of, out of uh, DeAndre. DeAndre has a lot of skill. He's not a big stiff. He can score. He can protect the basket. So it's up to – obviously, it starts with DeAndre. He's got to take the self-responsibility to want to be great, to want to be an all-star caliber center. He's got that kind of talent. So he has to take on the accountability and responsibility to want to be great like that. And then, of course, the coaching staff at Portland has to learn how to bring it out of him. And I think they will up there. I think Phoenix really helped themselves with Nurkic and Grayson Allen and Nasir Little. Those three guys can all can score. So that gives Phoenix more depth. 
Man, I mean, George I mean, told me that they were; those are guys are spare parts. I, I think that they no, trade. They trade. No, listen, Michael. Yusuf Nurkic is an energy player who's good on offense, who rebounds well, but can't defend you right now. Okay, even at this stage of your career after a hip injury. Okay, and the rest of those guys that they got. A couple of them are not even like rotation players in the NBA yet, in my opinion. Like they Dad, got that's not true. What are you talking Tumani about? Tumani Kamara just got drafted. Keon Johnson is a guy who's a step above a G League player at this point. Like, what are we talking yeah, about here? When you have when you're so top loaded like the Suns are with those four players or those three great players, all you need are parts to fill let, in. Let Remember the something. Warriors when they had KD and those guys? No, but they and added they real guys. guys. They added real guys yeah. though. But these guys can play in the this isn't this isn't computer. them this isn't the Warriors adding Otto Porter who had been in the league and played at well he just had been dealing with injuries most of his career that's not this Michael don't argue with George he no, knows I, I, way no, more basketball no, than Michael, you, do. you don't know anything Michael Michael, Michael right? and I actually love arguing basketball because we respect oh, yeah. each other's spare opinions. parts spare parts yeah, is what they I, got listen if I'm Rob Palinka and I'm AD and LeBron and Darvin today I'm like eh, they, they they didn't get that much better. Well, listen, man. Those guys going to Phoenix, they don't have to go there and carry the team. They just got to help out. They got to just be. They just got to be me, Michael Cooper, Wes Matthews, uh, guys like uh, Kirk Rambis, guys who just there to help out the stars, the Hall of Famers. As long as they do their part off the bench and the minutes that they're given, they'll, Phoenix is going to be a, a, a team to be dealt with. They're going the to listen. Phoenix was already great because of the three guys you mentioned. I think the rest of those guys they added today are like, meh, they're all right. Were they great? No, oh, man. Yeah, they were great. They have three of the three of the top twenty-five or thirty guys in the league. Right, but they haven't played a game yet. Yeah, but they're they're talented. I mean, I well, two, first of all, two of those guys have already played together for a, a decent amount of games. And were they least. great? Uh, no, but Ken Durant was also coming off an injury. So I know. That. What I, all I'm yeah. saying is this: all, the, all I'm getting at is Phoenix is, is going to be. You want to bet if Phoenix is going to be a top three seed in the East? I don't really care. It's not about betting. I'm, all yeah, I'm I'll, saying I'll is take that bet. I'll okay, take go that ahead. Bet. All right, Michael, you take the bet. You take. You don't think they're going to be a top three seed? No, they are not going. I, I take the. I'll bet you right now a million dollars. A million dollars. A million dollars. Top three team in the, a top three team in the East, and you said in the East. No, Phoenix. <laughs> no, I, or whatever. In the West. Yes, in the West. In the West. Yes, take that bet, George. Yes, in the West. Take yeah. that bet. Give me my million dollars, George. Right in the West. They're not gonna. They're gonna be a top three team in the West. No, no, you, you're right, George. They are going to be a top three. They're going to be a top four team at least because in the West, because the West is loaded. But Phoenix is going to be right there in the top four. All I'm saying is, guys. All I'm saying is, is that we thought that the Lakers were going to be something, and they weren't when they had these three stars. I'm not telling you that these three guys aren't going to get along the same way the Lakers guys didn't all get along. I'm just saying they haven't played yet. That's all I'm saying. You know, to, yeah, so to tell me guys, how great they are. I'm just let's see how it plays out. They'll, they'll be fine, Captain Cap. Don't worry. This is a team that's uh, going to be one of the favorites to come out of the West. I don't know how you could doubt that with Phoenix. Until Kevin Durant gets hurt again. Oh, come on. Why would you even put that there, out there in the universe? Yeah, Cappy. It's going to happen. Don't talk that way. It's going to happen. See, after Michael lauded you about your boxing knowledge there. Mm-hmm. 154 exactly. to 168, baby. Now you want to put a curse on my boy Kevin Durant. No curse. No curse. <laughs> All right, Michael. We'll see you tomorrow. Oh, actually, we won't see you because we'll be at Yamava while you're in here with uh, Mason in Ireland. So. Oh, that's right, Yamava. That's a fun Are you still bringing me golf balls, guys. Michael? You said you were going to bring me golf you, balls. Are you going to be in the studio tomorrow? I won't be, but you just put them in my studio. You can just leave them. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll bring them for you tomorrow. All right, thank you, Michael.
Yeah. Stadler and Waldorf. That's what Kinda somebody gumballs. somebody in the Sedano and Cap said you're doing the show with Stadler and uh, Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust. So you're doing with Stadler and Waldorf. You know the Muppets in the up in the balcony? <laughs> the old guys. Yeah, yeah, I like those guys. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they remind me of me when I'm around Pepe. That's what, I'm about to <laughs> All right, Michael. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. See ya. There he is. Callaway golf ball set. Yeah, Cappy. Hey, Why is he bringing Callaway golf? Because he's got a hookup better than yours with Callaway. Oh, no, wow. No, no, no. Not, not the case. Shots across the bow. Not the case. Yeah.